Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. The so-called Long Island serial killer, Rex Hureman, is sitting, enjoying his time reading, lounging, and napping behind bars as he is already indicted in three murders of young women, a, a fourth soon to come. This is an as investigation is underway in Vegas into five other young women found dead in a strikingly similar manner. All of these women look alike in physicality. But now, in the last hours, is he not just the Long Island serial killer, the Vegas serial killer, but the South Carolina serial killer as well? That's right. You heard me. As we predicted right here, connections at this hour being made, being efforted between Rex Hewerman, the suspected Long Island serial killer, and many other women, including a beautiful young mom out of South Carolina. I believe this is the tip of the iceberg. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, Take a listen to this. The Chester County Sheriff's Office was requested by the Gilgo Beach Task Force to assist in gathering evidence. Now, Sumter County investigators have received a visit from Heidi Kovis, a woman who recently told the daughter of missing Julia Ann Bean to Google a photo of Rex Hewerman. She knew him right away. 
she recognized him right away. She said that was the last person she ever saw with her mom. You are hearing our friends over at Pixie 11 and with me an all-star panel to analyze what we know. But joining me right now is a special guest, the lady whose voice you just heard. Heidi Kovis is joining us out of South Carolina. He was a very dear friend of the missing mom, Julia Ann Bean, Julie for short. Heidi, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much, Nancy. Julie, thank you. For kids, thank you. Really. Miss Kovis, I, I really don't deserve that, but thank you for saying that. I had a horrible feeling when I learned that Rex Hewerman had not one but two timeshares out in Vegas at the time. Multiple women went missing, women that had advertised as escorts online, like the Long Island serial killing victims. And there's not gonna, there's not just four there. There's many more. There's five in Vegas we're looking at. And now, Julie. He, Hewerman, and his brother have a compound in South Carolina, when you look at it, it's um, covered in signs stating only enter with a warrant, no trespassing. Just they don't want anyone in. They're trying to buy up, particularly Rex Hewerman. I can't speak for the brother. Buy up property surrounding the compound. What are they going to be? Farmers? Why do they need more reclusive property. And when I found out that that avalanche that is no longer being manufactured was sold by human and was down at the brother's property, I mean, I knew right then. When I found out there was a compound down there he visited, we're going to find bodies. I want to talk about Julie. I want to talk about what you just said. First question. How is Julie's daughter taking the revelation that her mother's disappearance could be connected to Rex Hewerman? I think she's having a combination of feelings. At first, she was shocked. She was sick. And then she was dealing with guilt and shame. And... I think all three of her children are just like, wow, it's a lot. And it's real, you know, like it's real. This guy's getting all these cool little nicknames. He's getting all this, you know, publicity on TV. And when Julie went missing, she got nothing. nothing. Nobody even knew her name. Six years later, people are just now learning her name. There's also the issue of... No finality. I mean, Julie, Julie Ann Bean was last seen in the Red Bay Road area in Sumter, South Carolina, in a truck with an unidentified man. That was in June of 2017. We've got to figure out, was Hewerman there in the area at that time? That's easily discernible with a little bit of, of uh, elbow grease. But in the other cases, bodies were found. Victims 
children know their mom is dead. Not what they want to know, but they don't have to think every night, wow, did my mom just leave me? Did my mom just abandon me? Julie's daughter has no finality at all. And that's why I'm here because you and Cheryl, Cheryl McCollum, like I listen to you guys. You guys, you're brilliant. I love your spice, Nancy. I love the way you put people in their places and you do it with such class and tact. And I don't want to be anywhere else but right here with you um, for Julie. Thank you so much. Like, I'm so grateful to speak with you. The lack of finality, the lack of finality. It's my understanding that Julie's daughter can absolutely identify Rex Hewerman as being the man last seen with her mother. Tell me about that, Heidi. Like, I, you know, I was just cleaning my house and I heard about, you know, I, I heard a few times about this serial killer. Not, I didn't know anything about it. And then I heard them say South Carolina, two Wyndham timeshares. I sat down, I grabbed my phone, I started Googling deeds and properties, and I came across Craig Hewerman in Chester, South Carolina, mapped it out, 103 miles from Julie, saw the victims across the screen, they looked just like her, called the police and wouldn't stop. Then I called Cam, and I told her to look at this and look it up, and she was mortified, to say the least. Guys, speaking of the striking physical similarities, and the reason this is important is because very often a killer, a serial killer, will pick out victims that look alike. Not for the sake of them looking alike, but that is the type of person he hunts. They become his victims. It's really startling if you look at Bundy's victims. Many of them look like they could be sisters. Take a listen to our cut 193, our friends at PIX11. Heidi Kovis recently saw photos of the Gilgo Four, the murder victims tied to Rex Hewerman. He's charged with killing three of them. They look like Julia. They look just like Julia. The, the blonde hair, the green eyes, the petite. When PIX11 News searched for information about escorts in Sumter County, we found one site called Sex Girls in Sumter. Joining me right now is Kristen Thorne, investigative reporter, WABC Channel 7, Eyewitness News, and star of Hulu's true crime show, Missing. Kristen, thank you for being with us. Describe the similarities, if you can, between Julie, Julia Ann Bain, and the Long Island serial killer's other victims, who I might add are strikingly similar to the Vegas victims. Yeah, Nancy. Heidi, can I ask you a question? How tall was Julia? It says 5'6 on that flyer, but I'm going to say 5'4", 5'5". She wasn't much taller than me, and I'm 5'1". So what we know about the other victims is three of the four of them were below 5 feet, but one of the victims was about 5'6", and they do all have the same profile, Nancy. This is small, white, petite, blonde, young women who were involved in in sex work. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, 
consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at zen.com. That's zyn.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible is Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Back to Heidi Kovis, joining us out of South Carolina, a very dear friend of the missing mom, Julia Ann Bean. Heidi, Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it true that Julie's daughter, Pam, can identify Rex Hewerman as being the last person, the man she saw leaving with her mom? 100% and the truck, 100%. You know, it's just amazing to me this connection has not yet been made. In fact, Pam, I believe, actually spoke to the guy, take a listen, our cut 192 picks 11. Kovis said the daughter recalled the mystery man drove Julia Ann Bean to a nail salon before the daughter's high school graduation in 2017. He told her that he had a big boat in a lake house and that her and all her friends could use the boat in the lake house to celebrate graduating. Cam Bean never saw her mother again. So Heidi, the daughter of Julia... Julia Ann, a.k.a. Julie, actually had a conversation with the guy in the truck 
that was last seen with her mother. Yes, yes, and that's really bothering things. You got to tell me the whole thing. Start at the beginning, Heidi. Um, so uh, Rex drove Julie to a nail salon and met Cam, her daughter, Cameron. And Julie and Cameron were getting their nails done for Cam to be graduating the next day. She was super excited. Uh, Julie pulls up in this truck. Rex Hewerman is driving. And um, he introduces himself and starts telling Cam, you know, nonsense. She's a young 17-year-old girl with bright red hair and green eyes. Good gracious. And he says to her that... Um, he had uh, multiple houses and a boat, and her friends could use it to celebrate graduating. He wanted to take her to a concert, and he was going to marry her mother. Okay, wait a minute. That's more information than any of my research tells. You got to say that again and slow it down. I got to take in every single word you're saying, Heidi. Okay. Go ahead. So <clears throat> he told Cameron that well you got to start with the driving up part okay cameron's at a nail salon she's getting her nails done because she got graduation what that night that day the next day the next day and and it's a little fuzzy to her this is a time that is a little fuzzy to her she's not sure if it was july 1st or july 2nd um but she was graduating immediately and they were getting their nails done for it and i guess cameron was outside when they pulled up rex was driving and he began talking to Cameron and he started bragging and boasting that he had multiple properties and that he had a boat that her and her friends could party on and celebrate graduating together. Then he went on to tell her that he was going to take her to a concert after he graduated and that he was in love with her mom and he was going to marry her. Big dream. Take her to a concert, my rear end. Going to a concert with Rex Hewerman? Okay. But my, my head is spinning. So this then girl, a high school girl, Cameron, is at the nail salon. Mom drives up with Hewerman in a truck. Now, curious, Heidi, did Cam, the daughter, did Cammy tell you this story before Rex Hewerman was arrested? No. Heidi, when did Cam tell you about identifying Rex Hewerman? How did that come about? It was a week ago. Um, as I said, you know, I had the news on for background. I just had my TV on. I didn't know what was on for background noise. And then I heard, um, the, you know, this guy, this killer and, I had heard it before, so it caught my attention while I was trying to focus on packing up my house. And I hear he has ties to South Carolina, two Wyndham timeshares in property. And I, but they didn't say where, where the property was. So um, I instantly sat down with my phone and started Googling deeds and property with this guy's name and found Chester. Googled how far, 103 miles. Okay, that's good enough for me. So I sent um, a little bit of information. I said, you know, I wanted to be gentle. For God's sakes, I wanted to be gentle. And I said, look, I haven't given up on your mom. I don't mean to bother you. Please just, have you seen this guy? Does this guy look familiar to you? And yeah, there, there you go. And then she was so free. And what happened? What happened? She said, absolutely. You show her the picture. What did you do? Text it to her? She Googled him. 
I didn't want to send her pictures right away. I said, you know, that first I want to tell you what's going on. Um, there's a guy that's been arrested and supposedly he has ties to South Carolina, not too far from you. Um, do you know who this guy is? And that's when she looked him up instantly. And she messaged me back instantly. It was seconds between responses, me contacting her, her responding, her freaking out. That's him. What, 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 was it? what did she say? That's him. That's the man I saw with my mother the last time I ever saw my mother. That's him. And she, she said, I'm sick. I have chills. This is too real. Please. Is this happening? Just can you imagine? No, I cannot imagine. Is she going to make the identification for police? I mean, it's one thing to tell you that's him. But is she going to say that? Is she willing to say that to police? She is. And she's doing that today. She's been angry. She's been angry for a long time with her family, with the police, with herself with her mom. Well, do you blame her? No. Do you blame her? I don't. It's been all this time. Nobody's found her mom. Uh, of course, that's not the police's fault. No. What no. happened to the mom, but not finding her. Of course, she's blaming police. She's blaming everybody. I mean, is, I mean, Dr. Bethany Marshall joining me, renowned psychoanalyst out of Beverly Hills at drbethanymarshall.com. Dr. Bethany, I, I remember when my fiance was murdered. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever really blamed anybody but the guy that shot him. But I, I was too just crushed with grief. I didn't want to live. I wasn't angry. I, I, I didn't want to live. But with all of the murder victim families I've dealt with, which are now thousands of people, a large majority of them, it just feels better to have somebody to blame to have say it's your fault that feels better than to go there's nothing there's you don't have any answers you don't know where to place all that anger and 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 suffering so yeah i'm sure she is blaming everybody bethany well i think nancy when a family member goes missing we or in this case cameron they don't know who to blame or what to blame is it the world is it circumstances is it is it the police where is that family member and anger is such a such a powerful part of the grief process in some ways anger is helpful because it keeps the person from falling into depression i mean as long as cameron is angry she has a purpose she has a cause oh dr bethany you're so right that's what happened to me, I went into a complete and severe depression. So, you know what, Heidi? As long, as long as Cammie can stay angry, I guess that's a good thing as opposed to depression. It's helpful. I'd rather her not have either. But that said, you know what? Cheryl McCollum is joining me. Heidi, you just brought up her name. Not only a longtime colleague, but friend, director, founder of the Cold Case Research Institute. She's a forensic expert. And she's a star of a new hit series podcast, Zone 7. Cheryl, uh, I got chills listening to Heidi Kovis joining us out of South Carolina. Mm -hmm. uh, the daughter of the missing mom, Julie Ann Bain, Julia Ann Bain. She is going to police HQ now as we're talking and I believe she's going to identify Rex Hewerman as the man mm -hmm. last seen with her 
mother, her mother. Can you imagine somebody else raising your children for you because some a-hole like Rex Hewerman did away with them and having an eyewitness, Cheryl, and when you hear him boasting, which I'm going to circle back to you, Bethany, boasting about multiple properties and weaving in lies. He did have multiple properties, weaving in lies about a boat and a lake. What a jackass. Nancy, I have said multiple times, there is no such thing as a part-time serial killer. The great news here is Rex Hewerman was on the grid. Those timeshares, he has to pick a week. He has to go to that management office and check in mm -hmm. to get access to that property. The cell phones have already been connected to the burner phones. The cell phones and the burner phones move in tandem. He used his American Express to buy the burner phones. And he's on video still buying them, getting more minutes up until the time he is arrested. That was just weeks ago. But how can I connect him to South Carolina? I've got an eyewitness, number yep. one. What else? The timeshare week he was there can connect him. They can show timeshare. absolutely the timeshare in South Carolina. This is, we're talking about South Carolina, not Vegas. Right. But we don't know all the properties. But if he had one there, that can tie him there. If when the victim went missing, if they grabbed all her cell phone data, his number could very well be there. We also know that he connected them by email. If they grabbed all her emails, his communication with her through email could be there. Also, his truck has a black box. You and I know that yeah. from when we went out to Colorado. Get that black box and see when he... Well, I don't know that a truck that ceased manufacturing in 2013 is going to have the same kind of nav system uh, that cars have now. But, I mean, we've got... Um, you've got, to you, Sarah Ford, joining me out of this jurisdiction... Legal Director of South Carolina Victim Assistance Program and host of Stepping Toward Justice podcast, uh, renowned lawyer, Sarah Ford. Sarah, I had cases that I proved with an eyewitness, but in this day and age, in the age of CSI, juries want more than an eyewitness, much less an eyewitness that remembers something from many years ago. That's why her current ID and her present recollection is so important. But I need more. What should we be doing to connect Rex Hureman to the disappearance of Julianne Bean? We've got to get search warrants, Nancy. We've got to look at his credit cards. We've got to look at, you know, was he at his brother's? Um, you know, look at, at, you know, if they've got this huge property in a rural community in Chester, South Carolina, I guarantee they have cameras. Do, do they record? Do they go to a cloud? Um, you know, people are so intense on, on making sure that people can't enter their property. I guarantee you. But this was back in 2017. So credit card statements, though, Nancy, we can get that. Uh, you know what? Speaking of cameras, you know, what would be a good place to start to Heidi Kovis is at that nail salon to see if they had surveillance video. Now, we all learned the hard way with Chandra Levy's disappearance in D.C. that very often establishments will run over the video every 72 hours. Is that video still there? Don't know. Is it in the cloud? Like Sarah Ford is pointing out. Don't know. It would go a long way if we could find Julie's body. Um, 
Heidi Kovis, over the years, did Julie's daughter, Cameron, ever get any communication from her mother since the time she goes missing in 2017? No, nothing. Very uncharacteristic. Would you agree? Yes. Heidi, what more can you tell me about what Cameron is saying regarding the man that left with her mother? Um, She just messaged me um, while you were talking and um, I couldn't open it because I, you know, want to stay focused. Um, She's just open it. It's like you got open it. Open it. And in the meantime, I'm going to go to Dr. Michelle Dupree, forensic pathologist, medical examiner, former detective who literally wrote the book, Homicide Investigation Field Guide at dmichelledupree.com. Dr. Dupree, if we could find Julie's body, I want her to be alive, but I don't think she is alive. If we could find her body, can we still get DNA? Absolutely, Nancy. Um, you know, DNA, we may not be able to get nuclear DNA, but we can certainly get mitochondrial DNA and we can prove that it is or is not her. Why are you talking like that? Talking regular people talk, please. <laughs> so regular DNA is what we normally think of and is very common. It does not last as long as something called mitochondrial DNA, which is inside of our bone marrow. That type of DNA is only traced back through the maternal or the mother lineage. So we would need to compare that to a female relative um, of Julie in order to make a positive identification. But absolutely, we should still be able to get one or the other and and prove who this person would be. Guys, uh, so much happening so fast. Did you open open the text, Heidi? I did. You know, this sweet baby just asked me if I was busy. Can you imagine? Am I busy? No, I'm not busy. Okay. Cheryl McComb, I want to be clear about any connections to South Carolina. Somebody said he owns timeshares in South Carolina. We don't know that. We know he owns two in Vegas. But uh, Kristen Thorne, joining us from WABC Channel 7, isn't it true that the two timeshares in Vegas are Wyndham timeshares? And with those, like, you can not go on your appointed time to Vegas, you could swap out to a Wyndham timeshare somewhere else in the country, like South Carolina, if it's available. Absolutely. That's the way timeshares work. So we, again, this is something that I think, you know, one of your experts said about the phones. I mean, that's going to be really critical here, trying to figure out if they can use Julie's phone and figure out if he had any contact with that phone, another one of his burner phones or another one of his phones that he has, that's certainly going to be critical. All the way back in 2017. You think it cannot be done, Cheryl McCollum? It can be done because we know that the burner phones and the Gilgo victims were connected. Rex Hewerman's burner phones. They even now in 2023 can go back and extrapolate where he was at a certain time based on that the burner phones. One time, he was right above Penn Station, the Long Island Railroad that would take him from his architecture firm in Manhattan to Gilgo Beach. And then it popped back up again at Gilgo Beach on Long Island. So they can do the same if they've got his burner phone in South Carolina. Yes, no. Absolutely. There's no question about it. And that's what I was saying. Those phones moved in tandem. They could see that. 
Once when he had one of the victim's cell phones and he left to go to Iceland, that phone stopped engaging in any way. The day that he got back from Iceland, that phone was turned right back on and he made several other calls to the family. So there's, again, Nancy, there's patterns here with him. And if you listen to what our guest is saying today, Heidi's making it very clear that if Rex is who this child can identify, he was running errands with the victim. He was running by a nail salon in his own vehicle. This is something I guarantee you that as other people will come forward, this is something he would do. He, he first would notify them through email, which again should be part of the case file of this missing woman. At minimum, they should have grabbed her phone data. They should have grabbed her email. His information will be there if he made contact with her. That's his MO. He starts fooling with you when he picks you out. He will email you. He will call you. And then he gets you to come to him. And Nancy, if I could add, Jump in. If I could add to what Cheryl McCollum said, I, I love what she said. There are no part time serial killers. Not only did Rex Sherman have um, uh, Julie in the car, but he began bragging to her daughter, who was likely uh, in his sights as his next victim. So if he's saying, oh, I have a big. Uh, big house, I have uh, boats on the lake, I'll throw a party, I'll take you to a concert. He was already grooming her. He had not even killed or offended against Julie yet. And he was already trying to pick up on the daughter. And, and this reminds me a lot of what sex addicts do, which I think is very close to the mindset of the serial killer, is that mm -hmm. they're so clouded with thoughts of sex and looking at pornography and mm -hmm. imagining undressing women as they're looking at them and what they're going to do to them and offending against them that they can't really even think about anything else. They can't concentrate on anything else. I mean, one of the associated features of this kind of compulsion is that these men often can't even concentrate to do um, minor tasks in life, like complete emails, which is what we see in the compound and in his home. You know, it's disheveled, it's run down. He, he only has one thing on his mind, and that's why he goes from Julie to Cameron. I mean, it's such a scary, scary story. So those cell phones, the burner phones and the cell phones that are going in tandem, I I would bet you that only almost every half hour or hour he's hitting up some woman or he's going online and looking at pornography or he's running errands with somebody. I mean, that's all this guy does. I'm surprised he was able to earn a living and support a family. You know, I was just thinking about that addictive nature because the moment he sets foot on U.S. soil from his trip to Iceland, the minute he gets back, he's back on back on his burner phones. Guys, I want you to take a listen to our cut 190 from PIX11. This is this is critical. The missing woman is Julia Ann Bean, also known as Julie. She disappeared from Sumter County, South Carolina. Her daughter mentioned multiple different men giving her mom money. I mean, there's no doubt that she was more than likely escorting. She was a beautiful girl. She is a beautiful girl. Sumter County, South Carolina, is just over 100 miles south of Chester County. Chester County is where New York State Police removed a Chevy Avalanche owned by accused Gilgo Beach killer Rex Hewerman in July. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, Consider taking Zen for a spin. 
Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen Nicotine Pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible. It's Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, uh... In addition to any potential links between Rex Hewerman, the alleged Long Island serial killer, and at least one victim gone missing in South Carolina, to top it all off, the former Suffolk County top cop has been arrested. He was in place at the time many of these women were reported missing. Take a listen to our cut 205 Fox 5. Investigators say a male plainclothes officer caught him in the act during an operation to curtail complaints of quality of life issues at the park. We're told the park ranger didn't know Burke, who, according to officials, attempted to get out of the arrest. At 10.15 a.m. today, during this operation, they engaged one individual who was soliciting for sexual engagement. It was expressing to us how um, this would, um, you know, be a public humiliation. Okay, to Christian Thorne joining us, ABC Channel 7, what happened? 
James Burke was involved with the Gilgo case as the chief of the Suffolk County Police Department many years ago, and he single-handedly kept out the FBI for many years. It's a well-known fact to people that live on Long Island that James Burke was known to um, solicit prostitutes. One of his girlfriends, uh, ex-girlfriends either at the time, had was a prostitute. Um, we know that when a someone seized a broke into his police-issued vehicle in his driveway, that's what eventually took Chief James Burke out of the Suffolk County Police Department. He ended up beating up this guy who broke into his car. That man found in his car uh, pornography, sex toys, all sorts of things in the back of James Burke's police-issued vehicle. So the fact that James Burke is now reappearing in this way was certainly a surprise to many of us. It's been very quiet. He was in federal prison for three years. He uh, was on probation and he's no longer on probation. But this area where he was arrested is a well-known area for prostitution on Long Island. And so the stings here happen routinely. Now, when did this most recent arrest occur? This rearrest was just a few days ago. You mean he gets out of jail and does it again? Yes. Okay, Cheryl McCollum, you know this happened. Uh, I prosecuted a what is now called child sex trafficking. Then it was called statutory rape. And it was a very difficult case to prosecute for many, many reasons, too involved to go into, but we prosecuted it. I got a mistrial in my opening statement, had to re-indict, blah, blah, blah. Got a conviction. The little girl ran away just the night before her testimony. I had to scour the streets of Atlanta to find her. Long story short, again, we get the, pro we get the conviction. Eight months pass, and I walked by in the DA's office a TV on mute and I see a sketch of some prisoners in a federal courtroom. I'm like, wow, that looks like fill in the blank. I went, that looks like one of my vice cops. I didn't think anything more about it. And then suddenly an hour later, somebody runs into my office. Did you hear your three cops have been charged on stings? I'm like, what three cops? The three vice cops that I worked with every day out on the street trying to find this girl, trying to build this case, have been ripping off dopers. Not that I care they lose their money, but still, that's a theft. That's wrong. And when they would arrest dope lords, they'd take a plasma TV or some dope robes, gold chains, or money. Oh, I could not believe it because when a cop on your case is suspected or convicted or investigated for wrongdoing, the other side defense can say, hey, your case, for lack of a better term, Latin phrase, sucks. And you lose, your case is reversed because the credibility of your witnesses is shot. And now I've got this chief of police who stymied the investigation out getting escorts again. Help me. You say all the time. You say it all the time. If you want to know a horse, look at his track record. I said a horse. A horse. Not a whore. <laughs> same principle. I can't it's believe this principle. guy. I mean, Nancy, what? <laughs> Go, jump. If I could interject about this, sometimes when these sex addicts, these offenders, these men who are sexually compulsive are released from jail, they are even more likely to uh, to um, offend. 
And there's a very important study oh. about that that shows that because they're in prison and that they don't have access to pornography, they don't get along with general population very well. They're very isolated, as they said. Okay, Bethany, let me just stop you right there. The right there. Let me use another Latin phrase. Boy, Fox Nation is going to beat the hay out of me. Screw his addiction. Don't care. I care about this murder investigation and this one cop who stymied the investigation could ruin the whole thing. We have victims but doesn't who it make it's sense? never been proven. Doesn't it make sense that he stymied? Yes. He I'm trying to get beyond that. I'm talking about the significance, how it's going to affect this trial if we ever get there. Up uh, Here. Listen to 206, our friends at Fox 5. Burke faced backlash for his link to the Gilgo Beach murders and for interfering with the investigation because of his tie to sex workers. Now he's arrested for soliciting one. Now I do want to note this latest arrest is not connected to the Gilgo case. Officials have reached out to federal agencies to see if Burke is still on parole from his original arrest. We're told that additional charges could be pending. Burke is due back in court on September 11th. Cheryl McCollum, once again, I want to vomit. The only good thing about this, well, let me not say it's good, but the silver lining is what he did, what Burke did, the former chief of police during the Gilgo murders, he stymied the investigation. He basically did nothing. So what he did was delay finding, making an arrest. So I don't think he had enough hands-on activity on the case for anything to have been tainted. He didn't make any arrests. He hardly did any investigation. I doubt that he was transporting evidence. So there, he may have been so disinvolved that he has not tainted the case because he had no involvement in the case. That's what I'm hoping for. So he had no involvement. How do you, Sarah Ford, believe at all, if any, his involvement will affect the current case? He's not involved now. Thank heaven there's a new chief of police in place in suffolk county it, he hasn't been involved for a, a while now i think you know what he may have done years ago to not assist in the investigation that's one thing but that's certainly something they can certainly overcome at trial you know, they've got a strong um chief of police now they have a really strong investigative team and i think that 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 will certainly overcome any appearance of impropriety based on someone who's been you know on probation and has now been rearrested you know it, it's it's something that they can overcome. You know what, Burke? Burke, take your porn and your sex toys and stay away from this investigation. You've nearly ruined it. Yeah, not only that, Nancy. What? There's more? Yeah, he made sure throughout the department that anyone that did want the help of the FBI was really kept down and was silenced. He made it very clear that he did not want the FBI involved to the point that the FBI said, we are not dealing with you anymore. You come to us when you're ready for us, when you're ready for our help, we'll come. If you know or think you know anything about Rex Huerman's potential contacts in South Carolina, his potential connection to the disappearance of Julie Ann Bean, please dial 803-551-4. Goodbye, friend. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress five years running. 
For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.